Hey, and welcome to the new show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. And like I said, you're listening to the new show, and I'm here to give you the lowdown on what's happening in the world around you from general news to beyond. And last week, we looked at Black Friday, and we spoke about whether or not Black Friday will be cancelled. And we had a poll going out on social media, and the question was, are you going to be participating in Black Friday this year? And there were quite a few interesting answers. So we had people who said, yes, they definitely are going to participate. It's a tradition for them, and they really, really want to carry on the tradition. There were also quite a few people that said, no, definitely not participating in Black Friday, but are participating in Cyber Monday. And there was just a few of you that said you're not going to be participating in Black Friday this year, and that is obviously because of financial restraints, and we understand that. I mean, it's it's been a very hard economic year for a lot of people this year in terms of finances and all of these things. So that's what we spoke about last week. So if you didn't hear that show, go on to www.activefm.co.za and download the show there. But this week, we are speaking about censorship. Censorship, yes, that is what we're going to be speaking about, and the, it's called censored. I mean, we've 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 seen Facebook, we've seen a whole lot of censorship that is happening or censoring that is happening on social media where you can't put up certain things. And we've had personal experience, and we spoke about it in the political show and stuff. And one of the countries that does this the most, or is like a top notch censorship country, is China. And recently. As in this past weekend, something came up in terms of censorship, and that's what we're going to be speaking about today in today's uh, show. So keep listening. It's going to be really, really awesome. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Geeks, and this is the new show on Active FM Radio has never been better. Active FM. Active FM. Active FM. Active, active FM. Radio has never been better. China tries to expand its influence abroad, it's going beyond politics and businesses to target literature and publishing. Now, German publishers are among those that have been targeted by censors. So what is happening now is that the Chinese, yes, they've censored the internet, so sometimes you can't really trust the news that comes from China. Well, most of the times you can't trust the news that comes from China, especially if it's from a Chinese platform. They've censored their social media. I mean, TikTok was getting and storing so much data and whatever. There is so much censorship that is happening within politics and in the business and social media in China. And what they've done now is that they've started targeting literature and publishing books in Germany, basically, and German publishers. Now, Nora Fritsch, 
who is an owner of a small publishing house in southwestern Germany, was asked to stop the publication of a novel. And the name of this novel was Dragonfly Eyes, written by Chao Wexan, a well-known Chinese author of children's books and young adult books. Shortly after the German translation was completed, the Chinese publisher who had licensed the translation contacted French, who is the business owner, and told her to take the book off the market. The publisher told Fritsch that she would have to make some corrections, otherwise she was warned the planned reading tour with the author would be cancelled. She was really verbally aggressive, recalled French, and that's basically French who's qu I'm quoting. She says that she was really verbally aggressive, and that is basically what is happening in China. Now, they, if they're taking books not only off in the Chinese bookshelves, now, as Chinese authorities have begun paying more attention to how China is perceived abroad in recent years, censorship has increased. President Xi Jinping has repeatedly stressed that he expects Chinese media and publishers to contribute to the country's soft power by telling China's story well. So they basically, what the president is doing is that he wants this picture painted about China, and whoever is not painting this picture about China, there's going to be a censorship, or they're going to censor that thing. So whether it's literature, whether it's a social media post, whether whether it's news or whatever, whatever story you're telling about China, it should be the story told well, in inverted commas. Now, the impact of this policy recently became apparent in Germany when Talia, a large chain of bookstores, suddenly designated an unusual amount of shelf space to Chinese literature in some of its stores. Clients quickly noticed that the shelves lacked any literature critical of the Communist Party. Instead, speeches by Xi Jinping were found front and center. So what they've done is that they've actually removed or they've put a whole lot of books as well. So they've removed books and they've put a whole lot of books that uh, that bring in uh, the pres Chinese president's speeches and they've removed any books that criticizes the communistic party in China. Now, Talia later admitted that the display had been curated by China Book Trading, a Germany subsidy of China International Publishing Group, which is owned by the ruling Communist Party. Talia didn't disclose whether China Book Trading had paid for the prominent shelf space. Now, with this, the fact that there is so many communist books, you already know that there is a plan that they're trying to do because they're taking away the truth in terms of books and stuff like that. And a lot of people that read, I'm a reader myself, I, I really want to know the full thing. And they're trying to manipulate by the books. Now, they've already started manipulating in Internet and social media. Now, they're bringing it to literature as well. And now, a lot of people are saying that it's hard to say where the red lines are. Now, Dragonfly tells the story of a French woman married to a Shanghai entrepreneur during the Cultural Revolution in the 1960s. The woman, by then a grandmother, is accused of being a spy. She is captured by the Red Guards paramilitary movement who shave off her hair. When infighting breaks out between factions of the Red Guard, she is able to escape.
The corrections which the Chinese publisher demanded from Fridge concerned a few passages in the last chapter of the 120-page novel. The changes that were reviewed appear to be minor adjustments to the story rather than a bold revision. That's what they're saying. So they're saying that, listen, we looked at the book and it's just minor adjustments to the story and it's towards the end of the book. In the original version, the French woman asks one of the Red Guards, an 18-year-old girl, to lend her a scarf so she can cover her head. In the revised version, it's the girl who offers the scarf to the old woman. The reason for the changes are not apparent and hardly seem to change the course of events. Now, David Bandusky, a researcher focused on censorship who heads the China Media Project, an independent research program at the University of Hong Kong, says that it's hard to say where the red lines are. One of the basics, and I'm quoting what he says, he says that one of the basic things to understand in is that the history is never behind the Chinese uh, Communist Party. It is always right in front, viewed as an imminent threat to the leadership. So what they're saying here is that lo looking at the changes that have been made in the book, and I personally don't believe that these are all the changes, just that one line, uh, the changes in the book. But what they're saying is that looking at the changes, I mean, in the original version, the woman asks for a scarf, but in the re revised version, the scarf is handed over to the woman. And they're saying that's not really a big of a deal. It doesn't really change any course of events and stuff like that. But you don't really know why they did that. They're not giving a reason to why they made such a minor change, if it is a minor change. And you don't really know where the red line is or you don't know what we don't know, basically. What, that's what they're saying. Cultural revolution happening in China is a very sensitive issue. When DW, DW is a German news network and stuff, contacted Phoenix Ju Juvenile and Children's Publishing, the publisher in Nanjing, which ordered the changes to Dragonfly Eyes, the employee who spoke with French said the changes had been requested by the author. But communication between the two publishers suggests a different story. In this message seen by DW, the Phoenix employee told the German publisher that relevant departments had given negative feedback on the book and that the issue was sensitive. She then reminded French several times that she had to state publicly that the novel was a work of fiction, that it was made up and not real. So now I want to read this book because I want to know why the Chinese government or there's so much effort being put in censoring this book and so much effort in put, being put in telling people that, listen, you need to make sure that everyone knows that this is a work of fiction. This is a fiction book. It's nonfiction. It's made up. It's, it's not real. No one must believe the story because... What is in this book that the Chinese government or that the Communist Party is actually afraid of? Now, in the Chinese edition, the author clearly writes in his foreword that the story was based on memories of someone that they had met. So this story that was written was based on a memory of someone. But now, what's this, this publishing company is actually pushing the fact that this woman must say in the German translation that it is not a real story. Later, the Phoenix employee told Fritsch to stop all promotions of the book. 
in the interest of the author and the state. She added that because the story concerns the Cultural Revolution and because it is the anniversary year, you cannot publish the book for the time being. This exchange took place at the end of October 2019 when the People's Republic of China had just celebrated its 70th anniversary. By that point, the publisher's tone had become slightly menacing. Listen to our advice, what the, quoting the employee, and they said this will also protect the interest of your own publishing house. So now that started sounding like a threat. Now, the licensing contract seen by DW did not mention any vetting of the final edition. Fritsch said that the deal is, I get a text and translate it. I don't want to be used in the political games. And that's what she basically said. She says that she gets the books and she translates what she gets. And now with this whole thing, she, she feels like she's being used in the political games of China, basically. Now, Chinese publishers' interference. This isn't the first time French has run into Beijing's new cultural assertiveness. On one occasion, a Beijing publisher refused to grant a license for a detective story unless she also published a, a compilation of speeches by President Xi Jinping. In 2014, a Chinese printing press she had commissioned for of one of her books refused to print the material because of a map that showed Taiwan in a different shade of gray from mainland China. In recent years, Beijing has stepped up pressure on international government to isolate Taiwan, which split with the mainland in 1949 following a civil war. Chinese printing presses need special permission by authorities to accept foreign printing requests. While they have to guarantee the whole order is shipped abroad, they must still adhere to domestic censorship laws. French say that they strictly refuse to print the book until I change the color. And that, that's, I mean, it's been hard for a very long time. Now, the blunt interference in the case of Dragonfly Eyes, however, surprised French. She said that I have never experienced anything like this. DW spoke with a number of publishers and translators, and none reported encountering similar situation. But several say Chinese publishers have intensified their attempts to get more literature published that is favorable to the communist party and that is basically what is happening so there's a whole lot of interference that is happening within the literature side of the world basically they've gone through social media they've conquered social media in, in some way or another they've conquered their news in some way or another now they're bringing in the literature not only in the country itself but also abroad they're taking it over to germany and, and, and places like that. Now, if we look at the controversial cyber security law passed in China, we see that censorship has always been something that has taken place. Now, in, on the 25th of November, 2018, the, these are basically headlines that came out about censorship within China. On the 25th of November, 2018, China's new policy requires internet firms to provide detailed logs on users to government. So we see that they used, so internet firms had to provide details of their users. 
And on the 30th of May 2016, now we're going back, uh, we see that controversial cybersecurity law uh, to become effective this week requires businesses to comply with further internet uh, censorship rules. If you look on the 7th of November 2016, that Airbnb, Apple and LinkedIn amongst foreign companies to host information in China in accordance with strict censorship laws. And then if you look on the 6th of November 2016, China adopts cybersecurity law in face of overseas opposition. And the last date we're going to look at is 11 August 2016 when business groups slam China's draft cybersecurity law. So we, we obviously know that the Chinese government, the Communist Party, for a very long time have been pushing this thing of cybersecurity, have been pushing this thing of, of censorship. They want to have all the information of everyone that logs into something or goes onto something and whatever you sending out, I mean, it even went as far, and I'm not really, I, I don't really have the full information of this and, and stuff, but I, I once heard, or I think I was wa watching, or I was having a conversation with a family member where they spoke about the fact that with the new Apple software, so obviously there's been an update on the Apple software and stuff, they could pick up that a lot of these Chinese apps were taking unnecessary data. So if I copied something from the internet and pasted it on my notes, this app would take that information that I copied and store that data. And the question is why? Why do you need to know what I'm, I'm researching if the app is about beauty? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So... China has, is very controversial when it comes to censorship. They are very open about their censorship rules as well and their, their cybersecurity law as well. So let me know, do you think that the censorship thing with the, now that they're bringing in the whole censorship rules with literature, do you think that it's fair to the authors? Because personally, I enjoy when an author is writing, I enjoy reading a book when an author is writing out of their personality but now if things have to be changed the story or the feel of the story will not be the same so the question here is do you think that censorship rules should be applied on literature and publishing companies as well so let me know your thoughts i'm your girl cynthia but you know you can call me gigs and this is the new show on active family radio has never been better you can stream Reactive's very own The Movement album on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Reactive is a movement. So we were speaking about censorship in China and how they've actually now gone into the literature side of things. 
And the, I asked the question that will also go onto social media. Do you think that there should be censorship in terms of literature? Because then there is no freedom of speech, if I can basically say that. And do you think that it's fair to the authors? So go on to www.activefm.co.za to download the show and other shows as well. You can also go on to Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, and you can go on to Spotify and download the shows. And if you go onto our social media platforms, we're on Instagram at ActiveFM777, we're on Facebook forward slash ActiveFM, and we're on Twitter at ActiveFM. And you can also catch us on Parlor at ActiveFM. So answer the questions, let us know your thoughts. Do you think that it's fair to the authors that there is censorship rules over the literature? I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And this is the new show on Active FM where radio has never been better. Active FM. Radio has never been better.